0: Hello everyone and welcome to Pursuit of Wellness podcast and I go straight into the point because I've got someone who I really wanted to speak for a long time and the moment she said yes I was so excited and I'm really excited that she's going to share with you all the amazing informations about autoimmune disease. Terry Walsh is a clinical professor of medicine, for me is a warrior, uh, for me is an amazing uh, cook, uh, I cannot say it's my grandma but <laughs> he's an amazing cook, right? Uh, he's a educator, lecturer and is well known uh, from um, a series of uh, books and uh, lectures about um, cold, uh, Walsh uh, protocol and for me her mission Food is medicine is another reason why I I have invited uh, Terry to this uh, to this podcast. So Terry, hello, welcome. How are you doing today? How is everything?
1: Oh, thank you for having me. You know, it's a beautiful uh, uh, day. The sun's out. I've had my morning walk. It's uh, really quite lovely.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Terry, can you please share with audience about your personal and uh, professional journey that actually brought
1: you to the path you are today? Well, uh, what I would do is take everyone back 20 years. Um, Well, actually, well, let's go back 40 years. Uh, I'm in medical school. The zings begin at my temple, they're uncomfortable, uh, and they get gradually more troublesome. Uh, And I see multiple physicians, Uh, take a variety of drugs, Uh, none of them control the pain. Uh, These episodes are more frequent, more severe. Then 20 years later, I develop weakness of my left leg uh, and I'm evaluated. My neurologist says, you know, Terry, this could be bad or really, really bad. We're gonna do a bunch of tests. Uh, I'm thinking about my 20 years of face pain. I don't want to be a burden for my family. So I'm secretly praying for a fatal diagnosis. Uh, but the diagnosis I have is multiple sclerosis. I see the best people, take the newest drugs. Um, I, go, I go downhill very rapidly. Within three years, I'm in a tilt-reclined wheelchair. I take mitosantral infusions. I take Tizabri infusions. Uh, then I go on to CELCEPT. Nothing helps. I am too weak to sit up uh, at my desk. I order zero gravity chairs. I let me recline back with my knees higher than my nose. And I learn to let go of my future. I just take each day as it unfolds my zingers continue to worsen uh, and, uh, and I um, do the best that I can. I decide that I need to read the basic science. And I begin experimenting on myself. The speed of my decline slows and then I discover a study using electrical stimulation of muscles. I convince my physical therapist, let me try that. Uh, the test session hurts really bad. I mean really bad. Not as bad as my face pain but it's very unpleasant. Still at the end I feel great, and, and my therapist says, you know, Terry, it's the endorphins, so I begin doing ESTEM as part of my rehab uh, as intensely into to as much pain as I can tolerate. I also discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine at this time, take their course in neuroprotection, and now I integrate what I've been learning from the Ancestral Health folks from functional medicine and what I've been reading on my own. So I have a complicated regimen of uh, supplements, the stem, the rehab, and then I had this really brilliant aha moment. What if I redesign my paleo diet and my self-care routine based on everything that I learned? So I, I go back uh, and I study the food sources for these key nutrients, and I redesign my diet in a very specific way. I, and uh, you know, this first way, first day of this new eating is December twenty sixth, uh, two thousand and seven. Now, at that point, I am too weak to sit up. Um, I have begin to have brain fog, and my face pain is frequent, severe. I have to go to the pain clinic, take five, you know a huge doses of Xyremedrol, and so I'm really on the precipice of terrible things happening, and I know that. Uh, and to my amazement, one month after this new way of eating my pain is gone. My pain is gone, that's really quite remarkable. And, my, and, I, and I have more mental clarity. Uh, and at three months, my fatigue is gone and I do something really radical. I walk without a cane at, at my hospital, stunning. And then uh, in the spring on Mother's Day, uh, I, and I've been walking uh, around the block now for uh, about a month, I decide I wanna ride my bike. So uh, we have this emergency family meeting, and my uh, family decides, okay, we can try, and we all get into position. My son's going to jog alongside the left. My daughter's going to jog alongside the right. My wife will follow on her bike, and I push off, you know, and I wobble, but I catch my balance, and I'm biking, and my family's crying, and so am I. If I talk about it much longer, I'm going to start it was at that moment, you see, that, that, because I had uh, accepted that there was no recovery, and I had learned to take each day as it unfolded, so even though, you know, I have, I I have more mental clarity, I have no pain, I'm walking with a limp, but no no cane, even though I'm remarkably better, I didn't know what any of that meant, because I was just taking each day as it unfolded, but the day I rode my bike, I understood that the current understanding of multiple sclerosis was incomplete and in that clearly I had remyelinated, I had reconnected a lot of stuff in my brain and who knew how much recovery would, would be possible. Uh, and I fundamentally changed how I interacted with my patients. I'm spending more time talking to them about diet, about lifestyle and less and less time about drugs. And I'm having, Better and better results, uh, and ultimately, my chief of medicine, chief of surgery, um, uh, chief of staff, call me in and say, "We want to get you out of uh, primary care." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm going to be in trouble now." And, and what they wanted to do was create, let me create my own clinic that would, I could do things the way I wanted to. So we created the lifestyle clinic, uh, and my chair of medicine at the university uh, uh, called Nan and uh, directed me to get a case report written about my recovery and to begin doing uh, clinical research, testing my protocol and others. And that, you know, shifted the focus of my research, focused on my clinical practice. Uh, and then I had that TED talk and the book. Uh, and so now uh, my mission, if, if you all accept it, is to change the world and teach uh, clinicians and to teach patients, like, oh, my God, there is so much we can do. Even if you have uh, a disease that you think is um, a one-way ticket to profound disability, there is still much under your control. And so it's my mission to go out and teach people how to do that.
0: Uh, At some point, I think we would cry together because I've been following uh, you on Instagram for a while now and I have seen the photos uh, of you uh, on your bike and I've seen your photos of you walking and you know, uh, Dr. Terry, what I love about you is that you are not just about nutrition, you are about lifestyle and you talk a lot and you show exercise. This is so important part Absolutely. of the protocol, right? And well, I think you know, sometimes it, it, as a clean, mm-hmm. continue, yes, it, It's please. more
1: than food. I mean, food is very important. You, you know, you, you can't exercise your way out of a terrible diet, but you're not going to get stronger muscles just by food. Um, and, and so you have to have exercise. Uh, and you also have to have sleep. Uh, and you have to address hormonal balance. And you have to address the mental thoughts and your mental framework. So it's really... a a comprehensive examination uh, of of what you're going to do and if you're in my clinical trials i may make you do everything all at once and it's really hard and and we give you a lot of support to do everything at once if you're in my practice if you're in my tribe we help you make these decisions step by step uh, in uh, achievable bites Uh, if i if i try to have you the elephant all at once you'll get a tummy ache but if I have you do it bite by bite you'll succeed
0: yes and um, there is one thing you also said at the start acceptance and that's yes. drive towards uh, that mental and emotional health which we have to if we work we have in a and so chronic health condition it's important to address this and accept uh, not in a negative way that there is nothing that can be done but accept it so this open the space for more posit- positive energy to come and this is what I think you're trying to also say right there is a hope yeah. and you have to not lose the hope
1: you know um, there's always meaning uh, to our lives uh, my my patients taught me this uh, at the VA and in my private practice before the VA that um, I would have people who have Uh, a terrible diagnosis, uh, cancer, for example, and they're going to die from their uh, cancer. And yet, uh, many of my patients would come in profoundly grateful for their diagnosis because it gave them so much clarity on what to do with their remaining times. And so they resolved a lot of um, uh, relationship problems uh, and they prioritized what they're going to do with their work and their family. Uh, uh, So, we can choose how we're going to uh, manifest uh, our days uh, in our attention as I was getting more and more disabled. I had very young kids. I had thought I was going to teach my children uh, how to be tough, resilient adults by teaching them how to climb mountains and kayak and do wilderness traveling and spelunking in caves and and you know telemarking in the mountains, but it's very quickly, um, I couldn't run. I couldn't ski, I couldn't walk. Uh, And so I had to think deeply uh, about what was important to me Uh, and uh, seeing those two children grow up to be emotionally successful and financially successful adults. Uh, And so, well, I, I got down to all I had were my choices. I could choose to go to work. I could choose to do my little workout. I could model that, yep, life's not fair. It's difficult, but you do the best you can anyway. And I could choose to realize that, you know, I'd been very concerned about how were my children going to learn responsibilities? They had chores. And, you know, both my kids were pretty distressed that they knew more about dishwashers and uh, washing machines than their friends. And it wasn't fair. And I'm like, yep, you're right. It's so not fair. But (laughs) <laughs> Life is not fair. Nice. We have to, yeah, yeah. Those are your chores, and my chore is going to work. And yep, we're going to have to do that. Yes, and then yeah. stamp their little feet, you know, and say, you know, uh, and we sort of laugh because they, they would say, "I think you're glad you have MS, so you can lecture me." <laughs> uh, uh, bo- both my kids uh, have grown up uh, to be uh, successful adults, uh, and they look back at um, how much they they um, benefited from the model, the role modeling that we did and the fact that we talked about, yes, life's not fair, but you do the best you can anyway. Yes, the acceptance. Uh, Dr. Terry, you are a walking example that food
0: is medicine and exercise is medicine and you can find your way out if you want. Uh, today we are talking about the foundations of autoimmune disease. Um, you so much specialized, um, I call it specialized Functional medicine does no. not have speciality. We're looking for root causes, right? But let's explain for everyone who does not know or who try to find out what's going on with them. What is autoimmune disease?
1: Well, our current understanding is that the immune cells are revving up an excessive amount of inflammation to parts of our body that we think are, are healthy and should be functioning normally and should not be having this uh, destructive level of inflammation. Inflammation occurs when our immune cells perceive that there's been damage uh, by infection or by trauma or say a chemical burn or a heat burn, cold burn, and the immune cells come in to repair that damage. Uh, and so the autoimmune process is the immune cells perceiving damage uh, uh, to an area, and then they do the job they're assigned to it, to go, to go in uh, and dissolve and replace, uh, that area. Uh, but when we're damaging tissues that are functioning well, that's not in our best interest. Uh, and we have more, more appreciation that you know every year there are more uh, conditions that are put on the list of having autoimmune processes as part of the problem, or likely autoimmune, probable autoimmune, or definite autoimmune. And and so I spent a lot of time talking about, do we have excessive inflammation? Are there autoimmune processes going on? And what could we do to help uh, calm our immune system and help shift it more to what we call the resolution phase, where everything is calming down and we're getting back to a normal maintenance. Uh, And of course, there there are many things that we can do that are part of that. Uh, that either uh, pour gasoline on the fire, so to speak, or put a blanket on the fire and let it uh, 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 extinguish. Yes,
0: yes, that's why we uh, we saying that inflammation uh, is a good thing if it's uh, if, if, if it plays their physiological and biological functions. The moment it overrides
1: or is hidden, it's problem. If we if we can't uh, have inflammation. Then I would not be able to repair the wear and tear that happens as as part of aging, and I'm uh, you know I'm getting older now, so I, I think a lot about that. I want to be sure that I can uh, <laughs> uh, repair everything. Um, I, I want to be sure that I can identify an infection, and you know get get rid of that. Particularly now with the pandemic, I want to be sure my immune cells can readily uh, see that virus and and take care of it, and I want to be sure that my immune cells can see malignant transformation those pre-cancer and cancerous cells and get rid of them because every day we have some cells that transform into cancers so absolutely i need my immune cells to be strong enough to do those things but i also want them to be able to quickly uh, go into the resolution phase where things is taken care of it's quiet i'll I'll go back uh, to that calm state
0: Beautiful, and what are the most common triggers to developing autoimmune disease or disorder? Is disease or disorder?
1: Correct, Uh, so the autoimmune processes. Uh, One of the early steps is the development of increased intestinal permeability. Uh, uh, The shorthand is leaky gut, Uh, and that is when the um, immune cells uh, in the cell walls in the gut open up these little gates, uh, and incompletely digested food proteins can get from the inside of the uh, intestine into our bloodstream. And when these incompletely digested food proteins and bacterial fragments get into the bloodstream, our immune cells will see those as a very threatening uh, particle. And so we'll develop an immune response to those particles. Uh, and if that goes on, uh, that, love, that increases the inflammation overall in, in the body. Um, so you have an increased inflammation. And also increased inflammation in the brain at the same time. Uh, and over time, uh, if you continue to be exposed to these food proteins, you'll be at great risk for developing food sensitivities. Uh, and again, depending on your genetics and your microbiome, in uh, all of your previous viral infections, these food proteins might have an amino acid sequence that looks similar to my lung tissue, so that I get asthma, similar to my skin, so that I get psoriasis, similar to my thyroid, and then I get autoimmune thyroiditis, or in my case, similar to my brain, and then I get trigeminal neuralgia and multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't address that leaky gut, and those root causes that drove the autoimmune processes, every five to 10 years, a different organ system will likely be impacted by the disease process. And that, which is why uh, we see people with an autoimmune disease in five to 10 years get another autoimmune disease, another five to 10 years, another autoimmune disease. And as these additional autoimmune diseases uh, accumulate, then you have additional um, symptoms, uh, impairments, and a greater probability that you cannot maintain your work life or your family life, and you become uh, disabled or increasingly disabled and increasingly uh, dysfunctional. Right, and
0: stress uh, also triggers the uh, gut integrity, right? So definitely the stress is another reason that could trigger
1: so, and develop leaky gut. And, and once you develop a leaky gut, um, um, you know, uh, 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 Alessio Fasano sort of talked about that as uh, the, the uh, early, early first step in developing an autoimmune process. And it may take another five to 10 years to get an overt autoimmune diagnosis after the leaky gut. Mm-hmm. You want to go back then to uh, repair the leaky gut. Uh, and of course, there are uh, a host of things that we do in our clinics to help people with leaky guts. Um, we we think carefully about what are the triggers. Are there food sensitivities? Are there bacteria problems? Are there mm-hmm. fungal problems? Uh, are there smoking uh, issues? Are there other toxins in the environment uh, because of air and water pollution? Are there... Um <clears throat> Uh, occasionally, you have people you know, with prescription medications. That's part of the problem. Uh, maybe alcohol is part of the problem. Uh, maybe you have an ultra-athlete who is uh, uh, training so uh, so hard uh, that they're uh, adding to uh, the stress, the intestinal permeability issues. So I, I consider all of those factors, address them one by one. Uh, and then we talk about uh, things we can do to help heal uh, uh, and repair the gut. And the gut's a very, um, you know, our gut is a very active uh, area. Uh, if I look at chemotherapy, where we take drugs that lead to um, a lot of damage to the mouth, esophagus, stomach, you know, all the way through, once you stop the chemotherapy, that will heal up in 10 to 14 days. So once you stop the offending problems and you provide the proper nutrition, the uh, leaky gut will heal up uh, really fairly quickly. The biggest challenge is to help people address all of those triggers.
0: Yes, yes, I agree that, that you said, the process is not that easy, is pretty hard because you have to address few components not just one but also as you said all the support you are getting um, is just helping you step by step to achieve the better health and whatever you wish uh, for yourself uh, terry i've got one more question right
1: yes. i would like yes. to
0: ask you what are the most effective sub- Uh, to support like three or four most effective supplements to support out of condition can we say like that
1: so the the most important thing we need to do is improve our vitamin d levels Mm -hmm. Um, and when i make that observation i also want to remind people that nearly every supplement study uh, has been relatively ineffective so if you think you can i can take a great vitamin D supplement, get, fix my level, and do nothing else, you'll be disappointed. So uh, I do want you to fix your vitamin D, address all your diet and lifestyle, but monitor your vitamin D level, and get your vitamin D level up to the top half of the reference range. Now vitamin D also requires plenty of calcium, magnesium, vitamin A, vitamin K, and lots of gravity. So now we're back to my favorite supplement, exercise, jumping, (laughs) you know, I think vertical jumps are a great exercise. Vibration plate is a great exercise. Electrical stimulation can be a a wonderful supplement as well. Um, And I would focus uh, on that. Uh, uh, For many uh, supplemental omega-3 fatty acids uh, may be helpful (laughs) as well. Uh, and, And then depending on the history, I may I may provide uh, and recommend additional supplementation. But yeah, I think if we start with vitamin D, uh, fish oil, um, I, I would also really like to see people take uh, liver, eat liver once mm-hmm. a week or take mm-hmm. organ meat capsules. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful,
0: beautiful. And again, we're coming back to whole lifestyle approach. It's not just supplement. My question was about supplement, but you nicely went around and you say, you know what? is all about bringing everything uh, together. Uh, can you tell us how yeah. people can actually join this multiple Sclerosis Project? Because yes. I know that you're running now the project.
1: So uh, uh, please come to my website, turwalls.com forward slash diet. That'll give you a one-page hand, uh, handout of our uh, the diet that I use. Uh, and if you go to my web page, you can sign up for the newsletter because uh, we do little summaries of the research that I'm looking at, and I'm uh, scanning 200 to 400 different research studies uh, every week, so, uh, and the ones I like to talk about are the ones about diet, lifestyle, exercise. Um, So you get to hear the latest research. Uh, And um, we also periodically do free five-day challenges to get people fired up and excited about taking the next step in their healing journey. Um, we'll have uh, our next ones at the at the end of March. I'm not quite sure when you are uh, airing this, but if you're doing it in the next couple of weeks, um uh, go to my website. I can't do this if it's needed. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so if, if you go to my website, uh, you'll see uh, a link to uh, sign up for the five-day challenge. It's free. We have run it for thousands and thousands and thousands of people. We've helped them transform their lives, and of course, we would love to help transform uh, your life as well.
0: Beautiful. And uh, Terry, how can we find you on social media?
1: Oh, that's right. At Dr. Dr. Terry Walls, T-E-R-Y, Walls, W-A-H-L-S. That's my Instagram handle. It'll be lots of fun. You see what I'm eating, what I'm doing, uh, uh, the exercises I'm doing. So that's uh, really a great resource. My Facebook and Instagram is Terry Walls, T e r r y Walls W a h l s, and my website is terrywalls.com. Beautiful, Dr. Terry, thank you so much. I think it was
0: uh, amazing to hear all these tips, and I think everyone can pick one bit uh, from it. And um, I hope we can maybe discuss and chat. One uh, there is so much about autoimmune disease that we can learn from you, Dr. Terry.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you very much. Look after yourself. Bye-bye.